<laughs> With gas prices on the rise, people are thinking about free energy again. Uh, you see the, the video here of a perpetual motion machine. Free energy is something that uh, people are, are thinking about. And uh, I know there's a little bit of a trick to this machine, but the, the concept of creating something with constant motion that we can uh, draw energy from. Thank you, Chris. I want to uh, title today's message, Free Energy. Just... There you go. Alt-Tab and switch. There you go. Oh, it went back to the beginning. It's okay. We're going to start off in Psalm 37 and verse 4. Psalm 37 and verse 4. For those of you that have the Bible on your phone or you brought a hard copy today, Psalm 37 verse 4. We're going to talk um, about free energy. And I'm actually going to come to the concept of free energy and this analogy um, at the end of the message. I want to start with this concept we get from Psalm 37 verse 4. Enjoy God. Enjoy God. Now, depending on what your experience has been like, what your understanding is, that might sound like a strange idea. Might sound like he's pastor getting into heresy. Is this like, is that okay? Is it okay to enjoy God? Is that something that God wants from us? And so Psalm 37 verse 4 says this, Delight in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's easy for us to focus on, oh, I want the desires of my heart. But I want to focus on the beginning of that passage. Delight yourself in the Lord. He will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord. Enjoy God. I think we, we probably don't use the word delight very often and uh, definitely not in this imperative verb form which is to, to take action, to take pleasure in. Um, maybe you have only really heard this word enjoy uh, when somebody presents you with a meal that they prepared or eating out or maybe a, a movie or a show, a theater or something like that. Enjoy the show. And maybe the only time that we really hear this word with that kind of a grammar. Enjoy. Delight yourself in the Lord. Psalm 37, which is, is longer, we're not going to read the whole chapter today. The context of this, David is writing, having experienced some really difficult things in life, but also among his people and the people that he knew, there was violence, there was hatred, there was personal betrayal, there was difficulty, there were problems, there, there had been wars. Uh, David had been attacked. He had seen the consequences of his own mistakes and he had also been falsely accused and personally betrayed and multiple people had tried to kill him. There were, there was difficulties that he had gone through and he's writing Psalm 37 to try to talk a little bit about the, the lessons that he's learned from his relationship with God through hard times. He's writing a poetic song that people can pray through to help them understand the heart of God toward them. 
Through David, God is encouraging people to trust Him. Through David, God's encouraging people to delight in Him and commit their ways to Him. And God goes on in this psalm to motivate the people praying it and singing it to know that even in the midst of hardship, God has a plan for the good, for the best, for that ultimate fulfillment. I find another verse to be really helpful, Psalm 43, verses 4 through 5. There I will go to the altar of God, where we closed up that worship set just now. To God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp. Oh God, my God, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. I know that uh, some of us are traveling last week and Last week, we talked a little bit about holding on and and the difficulties that many of us have experienced over these last couple years. And sometimes it just feels like we're just holding on. We talked a little bit last week about the hope that God brings, the victory that comes through Jesus. And I know even when I just say the words, enjoy God, we can have all sorts of strange thoughts. Is that okay? And maybe we can even just start to have negative emotions. Our own little voice on the inside, I'm not good enough because I don't really enjoy God. And I want to just peel away those negative thoughts. You don't need to feel bad about yourself. There's sometimes things that we feel bad about are indicators of things that, that, that should change. You know, I suffered a traumatic experience as a nine-year-old that affected my life and that caused me to have a disproportionate desire for things to be perfect. And to be honest with you, like, it's been painful. The healing and recovery process, as I started to learn that sometimes I was angry, sometimes I was sad, sometimes I was discouraged, sometimes I was depressed, sometimes I was frustrated, sometimes I had toxic selfishness because I desired things to be perfect because when I was nine years old, control was taken away from me. And sometimes, is there something wrong with me? Like I couldn't receive, sometimes when a person has struggled receiving love, it's because there's been a wound, there's an injury, there's hurt. Other people may not understand. You might not even fully understand what's going on inside you, but God does. And God loves you. And I want to make sure that we just talk about it right up front, that this verse might be difficult. Don't get down on yourself. Hear hear the Lord this morning. Let the Lord minister to you. Let the Lord help you find love and peace and joy and pleasure in this truth. Hope, believe that it is possible for you to enjoy God. That it is good for you to enjoy God. And that your your experience is going to be unique from other people. So let's also put away comparison. Don't compare yourself with me. I'm different. (laughs) Don't compare yourself with anybody else. 
Enjoying God is personally between you and Him. Loud or quiet, many words or few words. It's between you and God. But let's, let's try to peel away our baggage. Allow the Lord, open ourselves up for the Lord to bring healing to us. And draw from this principle truth that is life-giving, that's going to bring perpetual motion. Have you felt stuck? Stuck in your relationship with God? Let's see some change. Let's talk about something that can bring momentum. Psalm 43 that we have on the screen right now, you might be wondering, maybe, maybe you've not experienced the kind of life experiences that I just described, and you think maybe I just need some more healing and some help. <laughs> but I understand what we see here in Psalm 43. You know, I, I worked in the theater world for a little while, and, and I did some writing and directing of stage plays, and some of the best authors would talk about if you want to write a believable character, they need to be having internal thoughts and emotions that might seem in conflict in order for them to be believable as a real human. So when we have relationships with each other, we can love and hate the same person, right? We can be both full of ourselves and proud and really hard on ourselves, really negative about ourselves. That's a part of the human experience. And that's what we see here in Psalm 43. What, is it, what, what do we see? God, the source of all my joy, I will praise you. Why am I discouraged? I know what it is to be thinking too much about something and too serious and have somebody say, why so serious? <laughs> but it's a part of what's happening with the psalmist here. This is a part of what's been inspired by God to be helpful to us. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Even in the moment, in the moment of saying that God is the source of my joy, in the moment... He's saying, why am I discouraged? Why am I sad? It's, this is a part, I want you to be encouraged today. A part of the human experience in the walk with God includes these things. Now, God doesn't want us to stay sad, to stay discouraged. And so sometimes we need loving support for fellow believers to come alongside and say, have we allowed what could have been a season to have rolled into multiple seasons. So God does want to bring healing, but don't get down on yourself and then put barriers up between you and others or put barriers and separation up between you and your relationship with God because you are having thoughts and emotions like this. You're not less than anybody else. You are like everybody else. Am I helping anybody today? Okay. A few nods. Getting to know God is really yourself, between you and God. Getting to know God is essential to discovering the secret of this principle. And God speaks through the prophet about this. Those who wish to boast should boast only in this alone. God speaks through the prophet. That they truly know me 
and that they understand I am the Lord who demonstrates unfailing love and brings justice and righteousness to the earth, that I delight in these things. The grammar there includes God delights in when we get to know him. So God says to the prophet, and maybe we don't want to get to know God, but maybe we should when we learn that God delights in us. The prophet Zephaniah says this, for the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty Savior who'll take delight in, in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. God loving you so much, delighting in you so much, he's singing over you? Let that sink in. The prophet Micah, you delight in showing unfailing love. God delights in loving you. I like this this quote. Speaking about God, he made us relational beings and we're made in his image. He too desires the time, discussion, and journey as our father and friend. Emma Danzi from the book, How Can Christians Delight Themselves in the Lord? God's into relationship. God's into relationship with you. He enjoys it. The concept of delighting in God is closely intertwined with intimacy with God. A desire for more of his presence, a depth of relationship where we want to know more, feel more, experience more, worship him more, converse with him more, and find more freedom from sin, writes Sarah Martin. Let's come back to our text, delight in the Lord, enjoy God. Remember, it's a verb to take action to have joy in. To take action to have joy in. Being proactive in the relationship. I want to... Well, this, this is where we get the concept of Psalm 34. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in Him. Man, you want to come across some strange analogies, just open your Bible. Taste God? Taste and see? (laughs) What is happening here? The psalmist is saying, I have found God to be good. Won't you? Won't you make a decision, take action, do something about it, Get to know that the Eastern, the, the Aramaic and Hebrew words know that we see in the Old Testament is a learning through knowledge and experience. It's both. It's your whole person. It's interacting with. I was so thankful this week to enjoy different people in my life. Special time with Rebecca, with Gideon, with Charlotte on the phone, and different ones of you. And we are human, imperfect. God's different. Taste and see. 
The Lord is good. So today I have, I have one suggestion. This is a simple message today. I have one suggestion. There are many, many ways to enjoy God. I just want to talk about one. Is that okay? I want to talk about one. Take time to think about who God is and what he has done for you. This is something that has really helped me enjoy God. And through the difficulties of the last couple of years, the challenges that we have faced that have been beyond our control, the, the defeats that we have suffered, the, the, the unexplained uh, delays and, 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 and things that have gone wrong and things that have gone sideways, the reason that I still have a sense of peace and a joy in coming through it is because I have put this into practice myself. I can tell you that this is a helpful way to enjoy God. Take the time to think about who God is and what he has done. So let's just talk about this a little bit, who God is. Well, we're talking about Yahweh, the one true living God, who, and we, a couple weeks ago, we talked about this, a little bit about who God is, the eternal God, the one who always has been, the one who is, and the one who always will be, Right? The one true living God will always be alive. God, the one who has all the knowledge and all the power. God knows everything and God can do anything. God cannot be compared to any rival. Right? I learned how to change tires when I had a job in a used tire shop. Maybe I could help you change a tire. But maybe we might find a bolt that is so fixed we can't get it off because I don't have the right tool. God is never going to have a lack of the right tools. God can do anything. Think about who God is. God knows exactly who we are as a human race and what is going on here. Yet God chooses to show us faithful love and give us opportunities to take part in this love. Think about who God is. Nothing has missed his attention, and yet he continues to show faithful love. Psalm 65, 8, those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders, people way out in the wilderness who are just enjoying the beautiful outdoors, from where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. I tell you, one of the things, this past week, on my birthday, one of the things I did was to go explore a place outdoors I've never been before. That's, I'm just different than other people. I like being outside. I like being outside in a place where I can imagine no one else has ever been there before. No one else has ever seen this bird before, this fish before, right? It's just something about me. I grew up in Oregon. That's just something about, right? When you are, look at the night sky with as little light pollution from urban life as possible. When you think about the expanse of the ocean, God inspires shouts of joy. But think about what God has done. Throughout human history, recorded in Scripture by people who are writing about their real experiences and throughout human history and in our own lives, God has proven to be faithful in love. 
God's love has not failed you. God continues to be faithful in love. God gives us life. Any pleasure that you have experienced is a part of this life that God has given you. God offers us forgiveness through Jesus Christ, through the good news of Jesus, right? We get forgiveness. We get the direct access to the presence of God. That's something God has done for you. God has made himself available to you. That's amazing. Think about who God is and what God has done. God is gracious and merciful. And when we look at this word delight, one of the things that we come across is that God brings a reshaping to where we sometimes have unhealthy desires. And he shapes our desires to desire him, to to desire the purity of his love. And that is fulfilling without end. That is always fulfilling. So let's think about it. Let's make sure we don't get this twisted. We get it right thinking, right? Sometimes our hearts can be unreliable, misguided, and wrong. Sometimes unhealthy things can take a place of priority in our hearts. It happens. It's a part of the human experience. We should want to avoid a focus on any unhealthy, immature, selfish desires of our heart. We see that both from the teaching of Jesus and in Jeremiah. Sometimes our thoughts and emotions are unreliable and they're not the best decision makers. A lot of times they're not to be ignored though because they can be helpful indicators. What we see, in fact, maybe the, the longest chapter in the Bible, Psalm 119, its theme is probably this, which you see in the other references on the screen. The benefits of delighting in God's guidance. Do you know that for most things in your life, there is guidance from God in the Scripture? God didn't set us adrift in this life without any thoughts about how we should live it. We could take joy in the fact that there's guidance from God. The one who knows everything has given us some guidance. That's helpful, right? It's like if someone was watching you try to change a tire and just let you do it the wrong way and injure yourself and then said, well, I could have told you to do it this way. What's wrong with you? Why wouldn't you speak up and give me some guidance? God has provided guidance and we can take delight in it. Now let's come back to our our main theme in thinking about how we're going to take action on this. Psalm 27, verse 4, the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. And now through the new covenant and the grace of Jesus, anywhere that you are, anywhere that you are, You can take action on this to take joy in, delight in God. Delighting in God's perfections, meditating in his presence, thinking about who God is and what God has done. Anywhere that you are, 
And what has helped me at times when I come all balled up with frustration and or discouragement and hurt, maybe at my own weakness or somebody else's weakness or faults, when I am weak, God is not weak. When someone else has harmed me out of a fault of their character or their impurity, God is not impure. God is pure. God is strong. God is overflowing in love. I can delight in the Lord's perfections, meditating on them, thinking about who God is and what God has done. The believers of Jesus, the followers of Jesus, they understood this principle. They also understood it, makes a, it includes making a decision. Set your minds on the things that are above, not the things that are on this earth. Focus. What are, what are we focused on? So just a few practical suggestions before we close and come back to that analogy of the perpetual motion machine and free energy. So what do we do? Well, number one, ask God for help. If any of this sounds challenging to you, what do we do? Ask God for help. God is the one that can help you most. God is the one that can help you best. Ask God for help with this. The Lord wants to bring you guidance, wants to bring you encouragement, wants to bring you joy, wants to become the source of your joy. So ask God for help. Number two, list what is true about who God is. It helps you to read from Scripture. It helps you to hear from us. But what helps you even more is for you to learn yourself and meditate on what you have learned. So from Scripture, from reliable sources, qualified reliable sources, I mean, no, no offense, but when I, I needed an ear, nose, throat surgeon to scope my sinuses and my throat, I didn't come to any of you. And yet, how often do we avoid going to the God who is the perfect guide? From reliable sources, write a list of what we believe is true about who God is. Write a list of what is true about who God is. Not someone else's truth. The truth. Who God is. Number three, Write a list of what is true about what God has done. What is from a qualified source, verifiable, what are, the, what are God's bona fides? Write a list of what God has done. And number four, think about your lists. Shut out any other interruption and think about your lists. Think about who God is and what God has done. And then, thank God for who God is and what God has done. Have a conversation. Have a conversation. Thank God for who God is and for what God has done for you. It's relationship time. Enjoying God. It's relationship time with God. God delights in you. You can delight in God. Lastly, number six, share something from these lists with someone else. 
God has placed people around you who are suffering a lack of relationship with God. The only true source of love, hope, peace, and joy. There's an amazing fulfillment that comes when we share our enjoyment with someone else. Oh, this past week, Rebecca made me her fav- my favorite cake for my birthday. Whew, it was so good. It was so good. I love talking about that because I love tasting that cake. It was so good. There is a fulfillment that comes inside you when you share with someone else what you are enjoying. So what should be the most enjoyable thing in your spirit, share it with somebody else. Something on your list about who God is, what God has done. It brings more fulfillment to you. And it may bring light to them. Watch this now, Psalm 1611, just in closing today. You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. The prophet Jeremiah wrote about how of human desire there is no end. Free energy, perpetual motion, It's an amazing gift that God has given us that he's so good and that our desires line up with his goodness. And that when our desires are fulfilled in him, more desires come because we're human. More desires come. And then we come to God and then our desires are fulfilled. That which is healthy in you Right? That which is healthy in you is fulfilled in God. So just like that perpetual motion machine we saw, which there is a little bit of a trick to, it's not entirely real. But the, the idea of free energy, the idea of perpetual motion, is that whatever your day, whatever is going on, if you will delight in the Lord, there is momentum that happens. There's momentum that happens that doesn't come from your energy, isn't sourced out of your brain, out of your emotions, isn't sourced out of your physical strength. There is the spirit in you connects with the spirit of the living God. The pleasure that is found in God is limitless, is cannot be exhausted. God is faithful and every mercy, every morning his mercies are new. There is something that it cannot be drained. It cannot be worn out. It cannot. There's free energy that is found in this. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling hampered, if you're feeling limited, if you can't understand why there isn't momentum in your spiritual life, this very simple thing we talked about today can be how breakthrough is initiated. Oh, it can't be that simple. No, friends, it can. It can. I don't really enjoy going to church or worship songs. I don't really enjoy like sitting down with my Bible. No, friends. Connecting with God. Connecting with God will bring you the best pleasure of your life. Connecting with God. Relationship time with God. 
Not a relationship that's a task list that is about a transaction. God, I'll do this if you'll give me that. No, 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 friends. Relationship time with God. Relationship time with God brings joy. It's what God desires. It's what God has called for because God knows that it will never, he will never stop fulfilling you. It is without end. It is free energy. It is fulfilling. And one day when Christ returns, we will be free of these human bodies, of anything that gets in the way. We will be one with the one true living God, the source of real love, hope, peace, and joy. I yearn for that day. But friends, let me tell you, I have wasted years of my life living in anxiety, frustration, when breakthrough was possible, by enjoying God. Enjoy God. God is the one who can fulfill your desires. He shapes, He molds our desires, He shapes us into who He created us to be. Not someone else's expectations. Not our own expectations. He shapes us into what He has created us to be. Our desires come to a state of being more pure. Our desires come to a state of being fulfilled in Him. And in that there's free energy. Real pleasure, real joy. It's possible. It's possible. I know it may sound strange. It might seem difficult. It might not seem possible. But give God a chance. Be honest about doubts and questions and fears like we talked about last week. Be honest about them. Bring them to the Lord. Connect with God in relationship time with the Lord. Enjoy God. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so very much. You have saved us because you love us. You gave us life because you love us. Ah, oh, Father God, I thank you that Jesus is at your right hand right now, having experienced a human life, making intercession for us. And so even in your presence, you're hearing about the difficulties, the pain, the weakness of the human experience. You're, you're hearing about what it is. And so you are a, a compassionate, well-informed God. God, I thank you that you are limitless, faithful in love, overflowing in mercy and truth that brings freedom. Thank you for what you have done for us. I thank you for this guidance, this encouragement to delight in you, to enjoy you, enjoy your presence, to find you as the source of our joy. Surely, God, you've given us anything that's good in our lives, and we thank you for it. Lord, forgive us for where we have been wrong. Help us to walk away from wrong, unreliable thoughts and emotions. Shape us. Bring freedom. Let there be breakthrough. Any obstacle 
to enjoying you, enjoying your presence. Let there be encouragement in our conversations, in our relationships, and in our daily lives that our joy level would rise in a supernatural way. Help us to not see false obstacles to sharing this with people you've put in our lives. Help us to have boldness to share the joy we have in you with others. Thank you, God, for what you are doing among us. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thank you so much for being here today. Uh, Rebecca and I, we welcome questions about this subject, and we want to encourage you and help you through the journey. Thank you for being here today. Grace and peace to you. Have a great week.